a break from all the heat. I, I would much rather be cold than hot. At least when you're cold, you can layer up. But when it's hot, it, you just have to suffer. But, uh, man, it's much better to be cold than hot. Well, at least I would. But uh, we thank you guys for tuning in online with us this morning uh, at New Life Church of Mobile. So excited for you to be with us today. And, man, last week we had a special treat. We had uh, a guest speaker. We had Renee in the house. Did y'all enjoy Renee? He said that he enjoyed himself last week. He said he felt so welcome, felt so at home, and he was like, I want to come back again. And I said, Renee, you'll be able to come back again in the future. And uh, I, I love that he talked about um, set up and tear down, because we talked about that all the time. And <laughs> he said, man, why do I have to be there at 6 a.m. and all mother friends have to be there at 8? And we let, just laughed and laughed about that. But uh, yes, yeah, set up and tear down will test your heart to see if you really love the Lord and the ministry or not. And uh, we had a great time. That's how I got to know Renee. Uh, back, I mean, it was about eight years ago almost. So I've been knowing him for a little while. But man, I'm excited to share with you this morning. We're starting a new series entitled Breaking Free. Y'all say Breaking Free. Breaking. Now you might be wondering, Breaking Free from what? We're talking about Breaking Free over the next few weeks. It's one central theme, but this theme carries through so many different areas of our life. So what we're talking about breaking free is we're breaking free from carnality. Breaking free from carnality. And today we're going to start from breaking free from the carnal mind. Breaking free from the carnal mind. And the thing about carnality is none of us are exempt for it, from it. It is in our nature, nature to be carnal. We just naturally are carnal Beings. And you say, well, what, is, what does carnal mean? That means you think from the flesh and from a natural point of view. Your thoughts, your beliefs, the way you reason is very natural. It's nothing spiritual about it at all. It's all 100% flesh. And all of us have that nature in our mind. And there are certain things that in the carnal mind that we have to say, I have to break free from this mindset. Amen. And when we break free, because this is the thing, the carnal mind will keep you from being the spiritual person that God wants you to be. You will always find yourself struggling in your walk with the Lord the longer you allow your mind to remain carnal. And today we're going to talk about that uh, a little bit further, but we're going to open up in prayer. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you that over the next few moments that you're speaking clearly to our hearts. Oh, I thank you, Lord, that you speak a word that will set us free this morning, that we will be able to break free from carnality. In Jesus' name, amen. And there's a passage of scripture that I want to start from. This is going to be our main passage, but we're going to use other verses uh, along the way. But we're going to start off in Romans chapter 8, verse 5 through 9. And it says, for those who live according to what? For those live according to the what? Set their minds on the things of what? So if you live according to the flesh, you will set your minds on the things of the what? Okay. But those who live according to, will, I'm sorry, those who live according to the spirit, the things of what? So if you live your life according to 
the flesh, your mind will think about things of the flesh. But if you live according to the spirit, you'll think about things of what? The spirit. So we see right here from the jump, this is where the carnal mind plays. So if you live in the flesh, you're going to think about things of the flesh. But if you live in the spirit, you're going to think about things of the spirit. For, the, for to be carnally minded is death. Does it say to be carnally minded is life? It says to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Oh, give me life and peace. I'll take life and peace over death any day. Verse 7, because the carnal mind is enmity. And that word enmity, you know what it means? It means deep-rooted hatred. So you could say it as this, because the carnal mind is deep-rooted hatred against God. You say, why are we talking about the carnal mind? Because it's deep-rooted hatred against God. That's why it's so important that we have to break free from it. Y'all starting to see it now? It's deep-rooted hatred against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can it be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God, but you, who, but you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. Say amen. amen. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, now if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. So we can see from this passage in Romans that the carnal mind is death, but also it is deep-rooted hatred towards God. So when we think carnally minded, we're saying, God, I'm at war against you. Not only am I at war against you, I, it's a deep-rooted hatred towards God. Why is that? Because our flesh nature doesn't want to hear anything about God. Because our flesh nature, it it wants to do what it wants to do. It wants what it wants. And it is obviously opposed to the word of God and his nature. God's nature is not flesh. God's nature is not carnal. So there are some things that's wrong with being carnal. Like I said, it is deeply, it is literally deep-rooted hatred against God. To be carnally minded is opposed, to be opposed God to God, his word, and his people. So if you ever feel like, I don't feel like reading my Bible today, what is that? That's the carnal mind. I don't like reading the Bible because I don't understand it. Well, your carnal mind would never understand the Bible. And your carnal mind would never desire to read the Bible. Well, I just don't like church people. They so fake. They just act like they happy all the time. What is that? That's the carnal mind saying that I don't understand these people because they living in the spirit, but I'm living in the flesh. So you see, the carnal mind would have you having views against God and his people, all for the simple fact that you're all in the flesh. The church people so fake. They quoting scriptures, but they don't live. Well, do you, is, is that what you're saying that you do? Are you just projecting how you live on other people? Because the truth is, if you do live by the spirit, then you will understand God and his ways and his people. But if you constantly in the flesh and in the carnal mind, it's going to be hard to connect with God. I just don't, I don't like the people at my church. Christians, they just, I, I just like being with real people. I just, I just need to be with people that's, that's just real, that keep it real. Well, keep it real, what? Real fake? Because the word says that, the, the, the word says that God is the truth. The truth and the, uh, the word of God is truth, right? So anything outside of the word of God is what? Is a lie. It's not true. 
So how can you keep it real if it's not based in the word of God? But people say that I'm just real. I keep it real. No, you're not. You're keeping it carnal. So basically with people, I just keep, you keeping it carnal because you're coming from a natural point of view and a natural perspective. And when we allow our carnal minds to stay there, anything spiritual, we will never think about. When you stay in a corner, you'll never think about anything spiritual. You ever get thoughts in your mind? Where did that thought come from? The carnal mind. And they come all the time. You don't even have to try. Those thoughts, they come. Don't even have to try. Just like breathing. Those thoughts come. With the carnal mind. And we have to say, no, I resist those thoughts. I resist those beliefs. And I say, I will tune into the spirit of God to overcome and to break free from this carnal thinking and beliefs that I have. The carnal mind only thinks about things from a fleshly and natural point of view. So anytime you talk to someone with a carnal mind and you try to bring them the word, of, I don't want to hear all that. Just, just, just tell me what I need. I don't want to hear all that word of God stuff because I tried that and that'll, what carnal mind? And the carnal mind is at war against the word of God. It doesn't want to hear it because it know it brings truth, but you don't want to hear the truth. The carnal mind, don't tell me the truth. Tell me what I need to hear to make me feel good. Tell me, tell me what I need to hear to make me happy. Don't tell me the truth because that means I have to change. Why, why do I need to change? God created me the way that I'm supposed to be. No, you're supposed to be made in his image. That means becoming more and more like him. And to become more and more like him, you have to get rid of that carnal mind of yours. And again, all of us are subject to it. None of us are exempt. So if you say, oh, I'm free from that carnal mind, watch out. Watch out. Satan, I heard, Satan, is that you? Deceiver, is that you? You better be careful. None of us are exempt from the carnal mind. So that's why it's so important that we constantly check our thoughts, our beliefs, and our views and say, where are these views coming from? Is it based on the word of God or is this just something that I just think that is good because of my experiences, of what the world thinks, what culture thinks, and it's a natural point of view because it's at war against God, it opposes God, and it's not God at all. So we have to break free from the what? The carnal mind. So what does the carnal mind desire? And there's a lot of things that the carnal mind desires, but I didn't want to overwhelm you this morning. So I just gave you three. Because when I was thinking about this, I had a long outline. And I said, you know what? I don't want to overwhelm God's people this morning. So I'm going to shorten this down. And I'm going to give them three points <laughs> instead of I had like eight. But uh, <laughs> so I'll give you three. The first thing that the carnal mind desires is darkness. The first thing the carnal mind desires is darkness. The carnal mind loves to remain in the dark, loves to remain in the shadows and not live or bring anything to the light. Why is that? Because the carnal mind doesn't want you to know what it's thinking. It doesn't want you to know what it's doing. Because if I bring things to the light and you actually see what I'm doing or what I believe or what I think, then you're going to start looking at me funny, and I don't want you to look at me funny. I just want to leave me to myself, to my own thoughts. 
How many times have you heard people say that? I just like to be by myself because I just like to, to think on my own. <laughs> well, thinking on your own is where it got you where you are right now. So you might want to reconsider that. You know, I'm just, I'm just a deep thinker. I just like to sit and think, well, you better be careful about your deep thinking because it could turn spiritual and then carnal in a quick second. If you're going to do some deep thinking, deep think about the word of God. Get in the word and think about that. But if you just, I'm just want to sit and meditate on my thoughts and just ponder on the, the thoughts of mother nature and the universe and carnal minded. That ain't God. The carnal mind loves to stay in darkness. John chapter 3, verse 19. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people love the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. The carnal mind loves the darkness. It does not want to come in the light. It wants to stay hidden. It wants to stay in the shadows, because the longer I can stay in the shadows, the longer I can continue on this lifestyle that I'm in, and nobody else has to know about it. Because the longer I stay in the darkness, I could put on this charade in front of other people to make them think that I'm a good person, I'm doing the right thing, but really in the shadows and in the dark, I'm living a totally different life. That's why the carnal mind likes the darkness, because they didn't want to come to the light and bring th everything to the surface. Why do some people not come to church? Because they don't want to come in the light. They like to stay in the dark because they know, well, if I come to church, they're going to talk about the word. And I know it's going to make me feel bad. It's going to convict me. So it's just easier to stay in the dark. So commend yourself for coming today to say, I want to come in the light. You didn't know you was going to hear about this, though. But you have to ask yourself, what thoughts am I keeping in the dark? And I'm not exposing those things to the light. Because the longer you keep those thoughts and those beliefs and those actions in the dark, the longer it's going to be hard for you to break free. But this morning, we're talking about breaking free. This series is talking about breaking free. We're breaking free from the carnal mind. And to break free, we can't stay in the dark. We have to live in the light. It's easy to put up a front like you live in the light when you actually live in the dark. I did it for a lot of years, even as a believer. You know what a carnal thought is and a carnal mind says this? Well, I know it's wrong, but I know God will forgive me, so I'm going to do it anyway. Why? Because what I was really saying was I want to live in the dark. And if I bring it to the light, I know I can't really do it. But because I really want to, God will forgive me. That's carnal minded. That's a carnal thought. Deep hatred against God. That's what the carnal mind is. It's deep hatred against God. What I was really saying was I love myself and my pleasure more than I love God. And it's always going to be at war against my flesh and what I desire versus what God wants and what he desires for me. You got to bring it to the light. Don't live in the darkness. Ask yourself again, what areas in my life am I staying in the dark and I'm not bringing to the light because this, this is just my little my guilty pleasure. This is just my thing that I, you know, no, nobody's perfect, carnal-minded. 
Of course nobody's perfect. Nobody's asking you to be perfect. But you can't use that as an excuse to go on and doing the things that you want to do that bring pleasure, that draw you away from God. Because that, when people say that all the time, I'm like, no, 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 that, no, that's, no that's an excuse. You just want to do what you want to do because nobody's perfect. Okay, great. You figured out the world. You figured out the human race. Nobody's perfect. You want a cookie? <laughs> of course nobody's perfect. Nobody's asking you to be perfect. But don't use that as, as an excuse to stay in the dark. Say, you know what? I'm going to bring it to the light. You know what the truth is? I know I'm not perfect, but I just want to do this. I like it. It brings me pleasure. What is it going to end up in, though? Death. May not be a, a, a physical death, but it will be a spiritual death. And, oh, a spiritual death is, is, whew, is worse than a natural death because at least you can repent and go to heaven. But if you never repent and die a spiritual death and then die, you're going to eternity in hell. That's worse than a, than a physical death. So we have to make sure, am I bringing these things to the light? We can't live in the darkness because carnal mindedness, it loves to be in the dark. Second thing, the carnal mind loves isolation. Oh, it loves isolation. It desires isolation because it's hard to submit to God's authority when you're isolated from him and his people. The longer you say, oh, I just want to serve God by myself, it's just private, it's just me and God. What you're really saying is, I don't want to be submitted to God's authority. I serve God how I want to. That's what you're saying. You see, I know if I, if I really submit to the Lord, then I'm really going to have to change my lifestyle. And I'm really going to have to submit to him. So it's easier for me to just say, well, I just serve God in my own way. In your own way? In which way is that? <laughs> Can you please show me a scripture in the Bible where Jesus says, I've saved you so you could go back and live how you want to live and come to me when you want to. Can you please show me a scripture in the Bible that's, that shows that? You won't find one. But the carnal mind will make up all types of foolishness to do what it wants to do. It will make up all types of foolishness to stay isolated, not only from God's authority, but also God's people. Because you know if you come around God's people that are living right, you know what it's going to make you realize? I'm not living right. And you don't want to feel that. So you say, well, I'm just going to isolate myself. I just can't get along with them. They always looking at me funny. They always judging me. Nobody's judging you. You're just guilty. That's condemnation. That's shame. That's guilt that you feel. Nobody's bringing that on you. They See, they, I, I just said one thing, and, and now they twisted and turned it into this. Nobody's twisting and turning your words. You're just projecting what you're already feeling on the inside, and now you're insecure about it, so now you got to make an excuse to isolate yourself. You know, when you isolate yourself, you make a practice of that, you look for ways for people to offend you so you can run. You look for one little thing that someone says or do, so you could use that as, a, as an excuse to run. Why? Because the carnal mind wants to be isolated. Oh, it doesn't want to submit to God's authority. You can't submit to God's authority isolated. You have to be truly, say, God, I surrender. I let go of all things in my past, of my flesh, and I choose to submit to you and your people. But if you remain isolated, it'll never happen. 
Because eventually, oh, I, would, I read my Bible and pray by myself. Yeah, about once every five months. Because there's no accountability. There's no authority there. But when you're under authority of God, you begin to check every area of your life. And you, it's like you get the magnifying glass out like, hey, I need to do a check today. Let me see how am I doing. Because, you know, I can't, <laughs> I, I can't slip up because the enemy, he's right there. And it's not that I'm afraid of the enemy. I just know how easy it is to get tripped up. And because of that, I can't stay in isolation. I have to stay in the light. I have to stay in the fellowship of other believers to encourage myself when I do feel down or when I do feel tempted. I know I can run to a safe place where I can get out of this and I can expose the enemy to find the freedom that I need to break free. Amen. Second Peter 2.10, it says, he is especially hard on those who follow their own twisted sexual desires and who despise authority. Did he say he's especially hard on those that follow him, that serve him, that love him with all his heart? No, he said he's especially hard on those who follow their own twisted sexual desire and those who despise authority. An isolated person despises authority. Why do they want to be isolated? Because they don't want to, they don't like authority. They want to be in control. Well, this is how I want to live. This is what's best for my life. God might have other plans, and I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I like that. Despise authority. And you wonder why your life is hard. Every time it seems like I try to get right and serve the Lord, things just go wrong. Well, is it things are really going wrong, or are you truly submitted to his authority? Because when I'm truly submitted to his authority, will things be perfect? No. But guess what? I know that he's in, he's in control, and I know that there's protection there, and I know that there's strength to help me get through the battle there. I know there's peace, and there's mercy, and there's grace there. I know outside of that, it's a hard road. Like this, it's a hard knocks life outside of that. But I have to submit to his authority. I can't isolate myself. You know, when Adam and Eve, when sin entered the world, the first thing that they did when they stopped uh, being, in, uh, I guess, in the spiritual sense, when they took over into the natural, when sin entered, you know what the first thing that they did? They hid. Isolation. They hid from God. Why is that? Because when sin enters your heart and in your life, the last thing you want to do is see God. The last thing you want to do is talk to God. Oh, you know, I just said, let me go run into God's presence. That's what you need to do. But do, is that what you want to do? No. You just want to go cry in a ball in shame. Oh, I can't believe I did it. Or you might say, whoo, that was fun. I need to do that again, which is even worse. But the point is, when there's sin and there's shame, your natural carnal mind is to run and hide and to isolate. I, and I'm just thinking of so many times in my life where I did something stupid. And I just said, you know what? I don't feel like going to life group this week. I don't want to face these people. <laughs> I don't want to look at these people in the face a lot. Earlier in my Christian, I don't want to look at these people a lot. But I remember one time. Uh, I was with some teammates, and I love them like brothers. I like to this day, I love my college teammates like brothers. 
and I was hanging out with some of them, and we was they was doing some stuff that you know you shouldn't be doing, but I was a part of it, and I was like, the longer I stayed with them, the more I was getting enticed to do the things that I used to do, and they gave plenty, and the Lord gave plenty. You know, this is what the, you know the Lord says He'll give you a way of escape. Well, the way of escape was not to be there in the first place. That's the first way of escape. But we think, oh, he's going to give me a way of escape in the moment. That's too late. You didn't bypass all his ways of escape because now you're just strictly carnal-minded and flesh. And so now, but even in the midst of that, I still had time to run. But I was so in the flesh, I was like, man, just go ahead and give me some too. And so I find myself sitting there not even having fun when everybody else is having fun. Now I'm feeling guilty. Now I'm feeling condemned. Now I'm feeling stupid. How in the world did I allow the enemy to trick me? Worse than that, how did I trick my, deceive myself? It ain't even the enemy, it's me, the enemy. <laughs> I deceive myself. And I put myself in this situation. And I remember I was like, man, I don't know what to do. Well, I know I can't go, I, I can't sleep because I know I'm not going to sleep because I feel like if I go to sleep, I might not wake up and I might die. <laughs> and so I was like, the only thing I could do to think to do is I need to call my life group leader. And it's about 12 o'clock maybe at this point. And I called him. And I knew he knew when I knew what he knew when I called him that late. Obviously, something's wrong. You ain't calling me for a praise report <laughs> at at 12 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> and so I called him, and I was like, "Hey, is it okay? I know it's late. Is it okay if I come over and just talk?" And he said, "Sure." And I went to his house. He met me outside. He pulled down the bed of his truck, and we just sat there. And I just remember, I just sat there and I just cried. I didn't say one word. I don't think I said one word the whole time I was there. And I just cried. And he just put his arm around me. And he already knew. And he said, it's going to be all right. And he just, he just held me with his arm around me. We prayed. And then I went home. And then after that, I was like, you know what? I can't deceive myself anymore. There's just certain things that I can't isolate myself and think I'm going to be okay. Because I was in a situation where I isolated myself away from the protection of God. We see isolation sometimes we think is I'm isolating myself away from things. But it can also be I'm putting myself in a situation where I'm isolating myself for danger. And we have to say, what, am, what situations am I putting myself in that I'm isolating myself where danger and I can deceive myself? Because deception of self, that's pretty bad. And it's easy to happen. Because you can look back, I'm pretty sure y'all can think of some stuff right now that you say, boy, I thought that was a good idea, but I deceived myself, and boy, was I wrong. You might be in some of those situations right now. And I pray that the Lord answers your heart speaks to your heart and says, wake up, O sleeper, and get out of your deception. <laughs> but Romans chapter 1, verse 28, it says, since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. 
Where does the carnal mind lead you? Right there. God will abandon you to your foolish thinking and let you do things that should never be done. How many times have you did things that you said, I should have never done that? What was that? God abandoned you new to your foolish thinking. The carnal mind will always lead you to foolish thinking. And the crazy part is you think your foolish thinking is right. Oh, this is a great idea. I know this, the Lord. This, this got to be the right decision. Foolish thinking. And the crazy thing about when God abandons you, sometimes you don't even realize he's not even there. And when he lets you go and says, you know what? I'm going to let you go and follow your foolish thinking. How do people's lives go from this to, like, disaster in the course of time? It's because they're following their foolish thinking, and God lets them do whatever it is they want to do, and it leads to doing things that should never be done. How could things happen over in Israel that's happening right now? People thinking they're doing the right thing. Foolish thinking. Full of hate. Foolish thinking. So we got to say, I can't allow my carnal mind to isolate me into foolish thinking to be doing things that should never be done. Amen? The third and final thing. What does the carnal mind desire? The things of this world. Oh, yes, it does. It desires the things of this world. The carnal mind loves to think, act, and participate in the things of this world. That means the drama, the mess, the confusion, all that the world has to offer, the carnal mind says, sign me up for it, I want more. Because that's the nature. Whatever it is that's popular right now, that's what the carnal mind wants. So if everybody's doing this, that's what the carnal mind, oh, I want to do that too. Why do they have trends and fads and things like that? Because everybody, they, because somebody figured out a long time ago, if I can make something popular and get a certain group of people to buy into it, then once they see other people do it, they're going to follow right along suit too. What is it? That's the carnal mind. It just follows suits. Sometimes you're just following, I don't even know why I'm here. I don't even, I don't even know why I want these things. Why? Just following along the customs of this world. Because the carnal mind wants the things of this world. And uh, the world has a set of beliefs and mindsets that oppose the word of God. But the carnal mind embraces those mindsets and beliefs and even says, what's wrong with that? So the world has a set of beliefs and views. And the carnal mind says, I take on those as my own. But what's wrong with that? What's wrong? And I'm going to give you a few of them. And like I said, I spared you. I only gave you six this time. But I could have put about 100. And some of these will probably spark other things that you could think of. But I just wanted to get you. So I know we talk about the carnal mind. These are beliefs and mindsets that a carnal mind has. I don't need anyone to help me. I can make it on my own. Sounds good. But that's carnal. Because without Jesus, you'll never make it. At some point, you're going to come to the end of yourself. And then what you're going to do? But that's a carnal mindset. I don't need help. I can make it on my own. You have to look out for yourself because everyone else is out to get you. 
No, everybody is not out to get you. Matter of fact, nobody's even thinking about you. <laughs> You're the only one thinking about you because people are too busy thinking about themselves. They're not thinking about you. But the carnal mind says, everybody's out to get me. You got you to gotta, you gotta fight Finn for yourself because it's a dog-eat-dog world. No, people are thinking about themselves. They're not thinking about you. Sometimes you have to do what you have to do to get what you want. You just sometimes, I mean, sometimes you, you just got to do what you got to do. Sometimes you just have to work the system to get ahead. You got to work that system. You got to know how to, see, this is, see, this is what you say. They're going to ask you these questions, but this is how you answer to work the system to get what you want to get ahead. Carnal-minded. The carnal and always coming up with schemes. It's always coming up with ways to get around the system and, and to, to, to try to get ahead and cut corners, carnal-minded. It's okay to lie here and there. No one's perfect. Sometimes you got to tell a little white lie. Sometimes you just got to lie to get ahead because I can't, because, you know, sometimes the truth hurts, but so I just need to lie. No, tell the truth. But the carnal mind says, what's wrong with lying? What's wrong with lying? You have to take care of your own because you know how those people treat us. I'm going to say it again. You have to take care of your own because you know how certain people treat us. What does that mean? That means that when you prefer your race over another race. Carnal minded. And that's not to a particular, that's any race. When you say, you know what? I, you, I only deal with my people. I only like to deal with my people because only my people understand me. Be careful. I don't know what you think heaven is going to be like. <laughs> you think there going to be certain sections in heaven? <laughs> oh, black section over here, white section over here, brown section over here, reds over here. I, I don't know what you, no, it's going to be everybody worshiping together. But when you prefer another race over yourself, be careful. That's the carnal mind. And it's always, the carnal mind is always suspicious. <laughs> the Lord gave me a gift of discernment. No, you always suspicious. <laughs> you just suspicious. You always think something is going down when it's really not. And the one time that you, your suspicion is correct, see, I knew the Lord gave me a gift of discernment. No. A broken clock is right twice a day. Just the one time it just happened to be true, but it's suspicious. It's always suspicious of people. Why they really want to get to know me? Why they so friendly? Why when I worked at, walked in this church for the first time, everybody was acting so nice to me? They was greeting me and smiling and hugging me. And I, they don't know me like that. What they want from me. We want to share the love of Jesus. But you're so sus suspicious, you can't even receive it. But that's what the court of mind would have you believe in. That defense mechanism. Oh, they trying to get me. They want something from me. No, 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 no. Cornel minded. We have to break free from these. And like I said, that's a lot more. I didn't want to overwhelm you this morning, <laughs> but I'm sure y'all can start thinking of some other things 
that are very carnal-minded beliefs. And as we go on throughout the weeks, like I said, we're going to have specific topics about the carnal mind in certain areas. But uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 21 through 23 says, Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. How do you overcome the carnal mind? Let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Another way, get in the Word of God. Allow the Word of God to renew and to wash over your mind to change the way that you think. Because naturally, you're going to think carnal-minded. So to overcome that, you're going to have to allow the Spirit to renew the way that you think and your attitudes, but also the Word of God to wash over you. Because I'm telling you, when you ever read a passage of Scripture that spoke clearly to you, and you said, wow, this brings so much life to my spirit. And you just, I can't believe this is in the Bible. Why? Because your mind will never think about that. Not your carnal mind. Your carnal mind, carnal mind is not thinking about things that are spiritual. It's thinking about things of the flesh. So you have to, uh, uh, you have to, uh, uh, you have to build an appetite and a desire for the Spirit of God and the Word of God, because when you get in the Word of God, the Spirit of God will breathe life over it and illuminate revelation to the Word of God, and it allows you to change. But all in all, the only truly way to overcome the carnal mind is this, in Galatians 2.20. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Daily, you're going to have to crucify yourself. You want to overcome the carnal mind? Crucify yourself daily. Paul recognized that. He says, the old, my old is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. What does that mean? I've died of self every day. My thoughts, my desires, my will, my emotions, I have to die to that every day. Because every day you wake up, they're going to wake up too. So it's not a one-time uh, denial or crucifixion of self. It's a daily pursuit. It's a daily surrender. And the more that you participate in the daily surrender and crucifixion of yourself, your will, your emotions, your thoughts, that carnal mind, I'm telling you, over time, it'll get a lot easier. Things that used to trip me up easy in the past, they don't trip me up so easy no more. But does that mean that I'm going to foolishly go back to them? No. I just got a little bit wiser in those areas. But when you crucify yourself daily, it gets a little bit easier. The things that trip you up right now that you seem like, I can never overcome this, die to yourself daily. Die daily to yourself, to your desires. Surrender it at the foot of the cross. You know, the cross is the solution for everything. Everything. You leave it at the foot of the cross. What does that mean? I surrender it to God. I willingly take the weight off of me. I lay it at his feet. I give it to him. I turn away from it, and I surrender it at the foot of the cross. 
But not only do I leave that, but I leave myself there as well. When you practice leaving yourself at the foot of the cross, things get a lot easier to overcome. It gets a lot easier to overcome the carnal mind. Amen? Let's pray. As we do every message, just begin to ask the Lord, Lord, what are you speaking to me? How would you have me to respond to this message, Lord? Oh, Lord, I thank you speaking clearly to our hearts this morning. Lord, that you're helping us break free from the carnal mind. Lord, it's in all of us. So this morning we say, Lord, help us. Oh, help us, Lord, to break free from our carnal mind, from our fleshly nature, Lord God, that comes so easily. But I pray that as we make a practice of sacrificing and surrendering ourselves to you daily at the foot of the cross, that you would give us the strength, oh, the strength and the victory to overcome. I thank you that victory only comes in surrender at the cross because it was paid for over 2,000 years ago. That same power that dwelled in Christ, it lives inside of us. And it gives us the strength. It gives us the victory to overcome. So if there's something that's tripping you up, just, just uh, surrender it at the foot of the cross and receive the power and the victory to overcome. Thank you for a spirit of victory arising in this place today. Oh, victory is arising in our hearts. I speak overwhelming victory over every person this morning under the sound of my voice. I bind every lie of the enemy that will try to hinder us and tell us that we can't overcome this or this is too hard for you to do. No, we bind you, devil. We, we rebuke you, you liar. Thank you, Lord God, that the spirit of victory is arising up on the inside of us, that our spirit man is becoming stronger and stronger to combat the lies and the attacks of the enemy and to break free from the carnal mind. Lord, I thank you for the spirit of victory this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can keep your head bowed and your eyes closed. And I want to give one more final invitation. That's for anyone that wants to come into right relationship with God this morning. You find yourself away from God, but you know, just being here this morning, that God is calling you back to him. So I want to pray with you. If you want to be right with God, you want to surrender your life and say, I want to come under your authority. I'm tired of being in the dark. I'm tired of isolating myself from you. I'm running from you. I'm tired of desiring the things of this world, but I want to be under your authority. I want to follow you. If that's you this morning with no one looking around, just lift your hand and I want to pray for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I'm asking everyone just to place their hand over their heart. Just repeat this after me. Say, Holy Spirit, I thank you for this holy moment. Oh, this sweet moment where I surrender my life. I let go of my past, all of the guilt and shame, and I surrender it now. And in return, I receive your forgiveness. I receive your mercy, and I receive your grace. 
thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, y'all give a hand clap for those that prayed that prayer. And if you prayed that prayer, you can, uh, in the seat back in front of you, there's a card that says, I made a decision. Fill it out, drop it in the offering, offering bucket on the way out. But if you watch it online, congratulations as well. Drop a comment in the comment section. Let us know that you made that decision. Or you can email us at info at new life. What is it? New life. I'm getting the email address. Newlifemobile.org. I forgot the email address that quick. Newlifemobile.org. And let us know. We'll respond to you as well. Come on, let's give it up one more time for those that made a decision to follow Christ. Amen. Well, I want to give you guys a few announcements online before we disconnect. Uh, this Wednesday, 6.30, we have prayer for one hour. You don't want to miss that. A great way to get over the corner of mind is getting in the presence of God. So come pray with us this Wednesday, 6.30, 1 a.m. is going to be, uh, 6.30 p.m., sorry. It's going to be a great, great time. You don't want to miss that. Also, uh, you can give online. There's a couple ways you could do that. You could download our app. You could give on the app. You could go to our website, which is newlifemobile.org, or you can uh, go to our Facebook page and you can find the address to mail in a check that way as well. But we want to pray for you. Uh, those are prepared to give and just pray a prayer blessing over you online. Then you guys are dismissed. Lord, I thank you for those that are prepared to give online. I pray that you bless them, bless every area of their life. I thank you that there will be no lack. I thank you, Lord God, that you speaking clearly to them today and that the spirit of victory is arising on the inside of them, in their homes, in every area of their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you guys for tuning in with us this morning. Hope you have a great rest of your day and hope to see you this Sunday, uh, next Sunday and this Wednesday at 630. Have a great day.